Hi, and welcome to our show, Forever Paranormal, with your host, Dr. Bill and Ed, where we will discuss such things as cryptids, UFOs, hauntings, angels, unsolved mysteries, government conspiracies and cover-ups, witchcraft, the metaphysical, and more, as well as stories sent in by you, our listeners. If we can connect a paranormal element to it, we'll talk about it. And you may be surprised by what all is connected to the paranormal. Please don't forget to follow, rate, and share the show, since it would not be possible without you, our listeners. And as a public service, we would like to let everyone know that you are truly never alone, even if you think you are. The Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is 988. Just reach out. Hi everyone, and happy Memorial Day. Welcome to our bonus episode about the Skinwalker. Skinwalkers are from the Navajo culture and is a harmful witch who can transform themselves into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. This is known as the Navajo witchery way and is a type of witchcraft that uses human corpses, tools, and concoctions from the bones to direct spiritual forces to cause harm and misfortune to others. It was passed down from the elders through the generations as part of their culture. Although mainly Navajo, the Pueblo, Apache, Hopi, and Ute people also have their own version of skinwalkers, though they are not as commonly spoken of. In the Navajo language, they are called Yi Nadurushi, and it translates to, with it, it goes on all fours. It is just one of several types of Navajo witches and is considered the most malevolent, volatile, and dangerous of all. For the Navajo people, witchcraft is just another part of their spirituality and one of the ways of their lives. As such, witchcraft has long been part of their culture, history, and traditions. Witches exist alongside humans and are not supernatural until they become malevolent. The Navajo believe in certain sacred places of the land where the powers of both good and evil are present, and these powers can be harnessed for either. Medicine men utilize these powers to heal and aid members of the communities. At the same time, those who practice evil Navajo witchcraft seek to direct the spiritual forces to cause harm and misfortune to others. Among the tribes, Several stories and descriptions have been told throughout the years about the skinwalkers. Sometimes, these witches evolved from respected healers or spiritual guides who later chose to use their powers for evil. Though they can be either male or female, they are more commonly known as male. They talk freely among the tribe, walk around during the day, and secretly transform under the cover of darkness at night. I have no factual evidence on how one becomes a skinwalker, but legend has it that he or she must be initiated by the evilest of deeds, the killing of a close family member, most often a sibling. After completing this task, the individual acquires supernatural powers, which give them the ability to shapeshift into animals. They are often seen as coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, and bears, but they can take the shape of any animal. They then wear the skins of the animals that they transform into, hence the name Skinwalker. 
Sometimes they also wear animal skulls or antlers on top of their heads that give them more power. They choose what animal they want to turn into depending on the abilities of that animal needed for a particular task, such as speed, strength, endurance, stealth, claws, teeth, etc. They can quickly transform into something else if they're trying to escape from pursuers. Because of this, the Navajo consider it taboo for its members to wear the pelt of any predatory animal, like wolves or bears. However, sheepskin, normal leather, and buckskin are acceptable. It is said the skinwalkers can also take possession of bodies of human victims if a person locks eyes with them. After taking control, the witch can make its victims do and say things that they would normally otherwise not do. If one pays particular attention, once they are shapeshifted, others can tell they are not real animals because of their eyes, and they are very different from those animals. Instead, their eyes are more human, and the sclera remains white, and when the lights shine on them, they are said to turn bright red. There is said to be an evil society of the witches which gather in dark caves or secluded places for several purposes, to initiate new members plot their activities, harm people from a distance with black magic, and perform dark ceremonial rituals. These ceremonies are similar to other tribal affairs, including dancing, feast, rituals, and sand painting, but were corrupted with dark connotations. The evildoers are also said to engage in necrophilia with female corpses and commit cannibalism, incest, and grave robberies. During these gatherings, the skinwalkers shapeshift into their animal form or go about naked, wearing only beaded jewelry and ceremonial paint. The leader of the skinwalkers is usually an old man who is very powerful and a long-lived skinwalker. Skinwalkers are said to have other powers as well, like that of reading others' minds, controlling their thoughts and behaviors, causing disease and illness, destroying property, and even death. Those who have talked about of their encounters with these evil beings describe several ways to know if a skinwalker is nearby. They make sounds around homes, such as knocking on windows, banging on walls, and scraping noises on the roof. On some occasions, they have been seen spied peering through the windows. More often, they appear in front of vehicles in hopes of causing someone a serious accident. It is said that in addition to being able to shapeshift, the skinwalker can also control the creatures of the night, such as wolves and owls, and make them do their bidding. Some can call up the spirits of the dead and reanimate the corpses to attack their enemies. Because of this, the Indians rarely ventured out alone. Their supernatural powers are uncanny, as they are said to run faster than a car and have the ability to jump high cliffs. They are extremely fast, agile, impossible to catch, and leave tracks larger than a normal animal. When seen, they have been described as not quite human and not fully animal. They are usually naked, but some have seen wearing the clothing of tattered jeans or shirts. The skinwalker kills out of greed, anger, envy, spite, revenge, and the need. It also robs graves for personal wealth and collects much-needed ingredients for their black magic. These witches live on unexpired lives of the victims, and they must continually kill 
to, or they will perish themselves. That's the need. Skinwalkers and other witches have long been blamed for unexpected struggles and tragedies, including sickness, drought, poor crops, and sudden deaths. Even smaller or individual problems such as windstorms, during dances, alienation of affection by mates, the death of livestock, and the reversal of fortune were often, often blamed on the witch and their work. This belief was most apparent with the Navajo Witch Purge of 1878, which initially evolved from a cultural response to many people moving across and onto their lands. After a series of wars with the U.S. Army, the Navajo were expelled from their land and forced to march to Fort Sumner in New Mexico in what is known as the Long Walk of the Navajo in 1864. They had an overlapping territory with the Utes at that time. There, their people suffered from bad water, failed crops, illness, and death, reducing their numbers dramatically. After four years, the government finally admitted they had made a mistake, and the Navajo were allowed to return to their homeland in the Four Corners area. During these years, many of the tribe's members were said to have turned to shape-shifting to escape the terrible conditions. In the meantime, the rest of the tribe was convinced that their gods had deserted them. Once the people had returned to their homeland, their conditions did improve, but the dreaded skinwalkers, whom were blamed for their vast years and bleakness on the reservation, were still among them. Accusations of witchcraft and the hunting of the skinwalkers began among the Navajo people. When someone found a collection of witch artifacts wrapped in a copy of the Treaty of 1868, the tribal members unleashed deadly consequences. The Navajo Witch Purge occurred in 1878, in which 40 suspected Navajo witches were killed to restore harmony and balance to the tribe. Numerous people have told stories of swift animals running alongside their vehicles, matching their speed. After a short period, however, they ran off into the wilderness. Along the way, these animals sometimes turned into a man who sometimes would bang on the hoods or doors of the vehicles. Another story tells of a man making repairs on an old ranch home when he heard loud laughter from the nearby sheep pens. Thinking he was alone, he went to investigate and found all the sheep but one huddled in the corner of the pen. However, a lone ram separated from the group was standing upright and laughing in a very human manner. After the man looked into the to his eyes with the ram, he sees that the eyes are not that of an animal, but are very much like a human's. The ram then casually walked away on all four legs. Some say they have seen them running through the night, sometimes turning into a fiery ball, leaving streaks of color behind them. Others have seen angry-looking humanoid figures looking down on them from cliffs, mountains, and mesas. In the 1980s, one of the most notable events occurred when a family was driving through the Navajo Reservation. Something jumped up from the ditch as they slowed to make a sharp curve, and they described it as being black, hairy, and wearing a shirt and pants. A few days after this event, the family was awakened to loud drumming and chanting at their home in Flagstaff, Arizona. Outside the fence around their home were three dark figures of men. However, these shadowy creatures seemingly could not climb the fence and soon left. 
These events all occurred in the four corners of southwest Colorado, southeast Utah, northeast Arizona, and northwest New Mexico. In the 1990s, a ranch in northeast Utah, far away from the Navajo Reservation, became the partial focus of the Skinwalkers. This was originally called the Sherman Ranch, but is now famously called Skinwalker Ranch. It was originally bought from the Shermans by Bob Bigelow and Bigelow Aerospace to do testing for the government. Now, the Skinwalker Ranch has a hit TV show and has a history of UFOs, aliens, cattle mutilations, and portals. Located near the Ute Indian Reservation, these people have long thought that the Navajo put a curse on their tribe and retribution for the many perceived transgressions. Since then, the Skinwalkers have plagued the Ute people, but this is another story. Today, witchcraft represents the antithesis of the Navajo culture values and is not tolerated. They work to avoid, prevent, and cure it in their own daily behaviors. They still use medicine men, but not witchcraft. However, when it does exist, their laws have always said that when a person becomes a witch, they have forfeited their humanity and their right to exist, so they should be killed. That seems harsh. However, skinwalkers like dogmen are notoriously hard to kill, and attempts are usually unsuccessful. Trying to kill one would often result with the witch seeking revenge against that person. Successful killing generally requires the assistance of a powerful shaman who knows the spells and rituals that can turn the skinwalker's evil back upon itself. Another alternative is to shoot the creatures with bullets dipped into white ash. However, this shot must hit the witch in the neck or the head. Traditionally, the Navajo will not speak outside, with outsiders about these creatures for fear of retribution by the skinwalkers. We'll post a few pictures on the website and the new Facebook page of what skinwalkers supposedly look like. Well, folks, happy Memorial Day, and thanks for listening. And until next time, when we discuss another tale yet to be told. Thank you for listening, and remember to like and share the show. We would also appreciate a five-star rating wherever possible to help new listeners find the show. We welcome all questions or comments you may have about this or any other episode, and our contact information can be found in the show notes of this episode. You can also follow us at foreverparanormal.com, and if you'd like to support us, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash foreverparanormal. The links to these are also in the show notes of this episode. (laughs) 